This is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. you're here. I've been hearing a lot of excitement and really great feedback about the video series and self-care sessions and taking on 2021 and implementing things that it just wasn't possible in 2020. We're going to erase stuff that happened in 2020, start with a fresh start in 2021 and make it a year of growth. So in this three-part video series, we talked about video one, we talked about setting boundaries, like putting in your schedule where that's going to go, where you're going to take care of yourself teaching our family members, teaching ourselves that this time is important. Uh, in video two, we talked about what to actually do during that time. Like what are the habits of a person who, you know, consistently takes care of themselves? What, what does that person do? If that's like our aspirational identity, someone who consistently takes care of themselves, someone who is relaxed, someone who is calm, someone who is not stressed to the max every hour of their day, what does that person do? How does that person handle life, right? And so we went through the habits, what a self-care session looks like, how to start implementing that for yourself. And in video three, we're going to talk about how to actually make this possible for you. How do you make this transformation uh, possible for yourself in 2021? How do you actually keep up with this? How do you not just do this for like seven days and then you're like, oh shoot, work got crazy. Oh shoot, the kids' schedules with school got crazy. Mm, I'm going to put this on the back burner and get to it later. How do you actually make this transformation possible? So let's get started. Okay, so to show that this is possible for you, I want to tell you about one of my clients, Tara. So Tara came to me. She had come from the podcast. She had been a runner. She had run some races, wasn't really calling herself a runner, but had done some races, had some running experience, some experience with exercise and working with personal trainers and, you know, She's she's familiar with working out and moving her body, but it never seemed to stick. Uh, once races were taken away, she kind of stopped running. She kind of stopped exercising. Um, and she found that when she wasn't doing something for herself, she was kind of snappy towards her family. It was really hard to manage stress. She just felt like, man, I'm taking all of this time for like my family and for work, but I'm not taking any time for myself. And so she was feeling a lot of resentment um, and then guilt for snapping at her kids, right? Not a fun place to be. So we started meeting together and we started implementing self-care sessions so that she always took time for herself. So before her kids got up, she was up, she was journaling, she was reading, she was moving her body. She had accountability. She had someone, a human to meet. It wasn't just on her. She found when it was just on her, the decision to like, ooh, should I take care of myself or should I go to my phone or start taking care of my kids or open up my work computer? Should I do that? She kind of went to that stuff. So having a person to meet was the accountability that she needed um, to take care of herself. And then these steps that we put in place, the habits that we put in place with a self-care session helped ensure that she was reading every single day, that she was moving her body every single day, that she was taking care of herself before she started doing anything for anyone else, right? And so we made this a habit. Getting up in the morning, doing something for herself before anyone else. Here's what Tara had to say about her experience. She says, I'm not usually a morning person, so I can't believe I'm actually getting up every day and taking care of myself before my kids get up. I'm less snappy towards my family and just plain happier. The second half of 2020 feels so much better than the first half. Thank you. So that's awesome for the second half of 2020 to actually feel better than the first half. To get out of the COVID cloud, to get up and get moving and start taking care of herself. And now we have the habits in place. So when 2021 rolls around, it's like, 
cool. What should I do to take care of myself? Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> I will continue doing the things that I'm doing and maybe add, maybe add one or two more things, but keep those reps going. Don't go over the top and try to do all of it at once, but just build up gradually. So that is possible, possible for Tara. I want that to be possible for you as well. Okay, let's take some questions. How can I get myself to follow through? I often get excited when starting to do things, then I get overwhelmed and burn myself out and end up not completing my goal and allow fear to stop me that I am stuck and do it all over again like a vicious cycle. I think we can all raise our hand and be like, yeah, I've done that in some area of my life probably several times. Yes. I want to give an example. Um, this is an example of starting out too fast, taking on way too much and getting overwhelmed. Cause that's what the, that's what the problem is. You're like so excited for that transformation. You're like, ah, I want to take on all of it so that I can speed up my transformation. But the problem with taking like doing all of it at once is that you're not going to be able to keep up with it. You're just not. And it's not that there's a personality flaw. There, It's not that you're fundamentally flawed. That is not how our brains work. That's not how our bodies work, right? So the example I wanted to give was I ran my third marathon, the Chicago Marathon, and you know how people are always like, oh, life is a marathon. It's not a sprint, whatever. Okay, cool. I'm running a legit, I'm running an actual marathon, right? A marathon um, is 26.2 miles. The first mile of this race, I ran like a nine-minute mile. I'm not a nine-minute marathoner. I can run like a nine-minute mile if it's one mile, right? I can run even faster than nine minutes. I can run like a seven-something mile when it's just one mile. But I need to run 26.2 miles at the race, right? So is running the fastest that I can possibly run the smartest decision? No, it's not. What had happened was where when you're in the Chicago Marathon, um, everyone's cell phones are there. It's like thousands and thousands of people. Um, the Your watch, it's just a mess. So, And you're also like excited, right? There's like this peer pressure. There's a crowd. You're like excited to be running fast. There's people behind you. There's people cheering. You just go way faster than you should if you're inexperienced, if you're not mindful of, of your um, pace. And so I'm running the first mile of this race. I'm with my friend Allison. Allison and I, we get we finished the, the first mile. And Allison's like, you don't want to know what our mile time was. I'm like, oh, God, what was it, right? She's like, oh, it's nine, nine minutes, whatever. I'm like, ooh, that's not good. <laughs> when we're running a marathon, running – a first mile super fast is not good because why? Well, now we've just like exhausted all of, we've exhausted our body, right? Um, it, we have 25.2 miles left to go. So I run that first mile and I immediately start getting texts from my whole family. So when you run the Chicago Marathon, um, they can track you on an app, whatever. So like my family knows where I'm at. They know every mile that I cross. They know what my pace is. They know my distance. They know where I'm at, Right. I get all of these texts, all of this external validation, all of this external feedback praising me for such a strong start. Wow, you know, great job. You're, you know, such a strong start. Keep it going, blah, blah. No, <laughs> there is no way for me to keep a nine minute mile going for 26.2 miles. That was a mistake. Starting out strong was a mistake. It wasn't even intentional. But this is what I see people do when they're starting out. Oh, I'm going to be super healthy. Okay, great. I'm going to have, you know, organic kale. I'm going to have, they go way over the top 
And then, you know, like a few weeks in, the novelty has worn off. They realize, wow, it takes a lot of steps. It takes a lot of habits to make this thing happen. I'm not able, I don't have the muscle memory built up. I don't have the, the habits built up to sustain this thing. I just went too fast, right? And so that is the, like, take that story, the suggestion, start slower than you think you should. I know, I know that we want this transformation as fast as possible, but it's not going to happen. You're not going to be able to keep up that fast pace for the whole thing. If you do, like if you do um, keep up that fast pace, you'll probably burn yourself out. You won't be able, you'll get to your destination. You'll be miserable the whole time. I think about that. Like had I pushed my body to run a nine minute mile the rest of the race, there's, I mean, I, a marathon's miserable as it is. But like, I would have been so torn up. I probably, honestly, I probably would have gotten hurt at some point, or I would have just, I don't know. It just, it wasn't, that's not where I was at in my running career. And that's the mistake that a lot of people make is they start out way too fast. You need to take on less. I'm going to say that again. You need to take on less. Sometimes it's really helpful to have a coach, to have some accountability, to encourage you to restrain yourself rather than push yourself. Okay. Another question that I received, I often feel all in. I decide that I'm doing this, damn it, and then it fades. I feel like I don't even trust myself anymore when I feel like I'm all in. I suppose I need to figure out why it fades. Yes, definitely. So kind of going along with the first thing, the first question that I answered, um, start out slower than you think you should. I know that you want that transformation. You've decided that you're all in. But um, just because it's like when a kindergartner is learning to, uh, learning to read, the goal is to get them to being a reader, right? Reading regular books, uh, having a hobby of reading, understanding and be able to converse in the books. But we don't on the first day of kindergarten hand a giant Harry Potter book to a kindergartner. You don't hand, you don't hand atomic habits to a kindergartner. You're starting off with your letters, with putting letters together to make sounds, putting sounds together to make words, right? Like those gradual things. So I guarantee if you start, if you decided, hey, I'm all in, now how can I come up with my system so that I can break apart that, so I have this aspirational identity, this is the thing that I want. I'm all in, I've decided this is who I wanna be. Now I need to come up with my system to get there. Now I need to come up with like, what habits do I need to have in place to get there? And I guarantee that if you start with that and you start to figure out your system to get you to the aspirational identity, that, that oh my gosh, that, that all-in fading, that will happen less. And then the other part is, some, like a lot, a lot of transformation is boring. It's boring work. It's getting up and doing the same thing. There's not a lot that changes in my schedule. Um, a lot of people are going off and they're doing like, oh, this fun new work, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, I'm sticking to the basics. I'm sticking to the basics because my goal is to be a consistent person. My goal is not to have a new fancy, flashy thing all of the time. A lot of transformation is boring and it comes down to who is willing to do the thing, even though it might not be that flashy and that exciting. I, I, I keep it the same so that um, I can actually maintain it. And so even when it's like, I feel like I don't feel like I want to do this thing that like that, that burst of energy has faded. It's like, well, you still got to do it. This morning on my walk with my husband, he was like, um, it's really cold out here. Uh, I thought you hated the cold. And I was like, yeah, I do hate the cold, but I hate feeling depressed more than I hate the cold. So even though I don't feel like 
going out here and going for a walk. That 10 minute walk is a part of my schedule. It's a part of, it's a system that I have in place to be a consistent person. And that's, that's what my aspirational identity is. Just someone who's consistently doing the things and someone who's consistently showing up for herself. So yeah, those are my two suggestions uh, to help you with that. Okay. So what I want you to do right now is picture yourself on December 31st, 2021. And I want you to think about how you want to feel about yourself, what you want to be able to say about yourself and your year and how you handled 2021. And think about that person that you've grown into being, right? And think about the emotions, just feeling good, like feeling proud of yourself for becoming a runner, for becoming a morning person, for becoming a consistent, healthy eater, for becoming a reader, a journaler, whatever it is, that thing that you want, picture yourself being that person and like allow yourself to feel those emotions, those happy emotions. Sometimes it can feel really odd and foreign to actually feel proud and satisfied with ourselves. Sometimes we're so used to a lifetime of failure that actually allowing ourselves to feel ourselves to feel happy or satisfied or proud, that feels so foreign that we push that off. It just doesn't feel right. I want you to actually picture like telling yourself like, hey, you did a great thing this year and actually feeling that for yourself, right? So that is possible for you. But it's only possible if you actually show up for yourself all of 2021. It's not gonna, it's not just gonna magically appear one day, like December 31st, you're not gonna wake up and be like, oh great, like that thing happened. No, it's like that builds up day by day by day, boring workout by, you know, like not being so happy about waking up with the alarm, that builds up day by day by day. And that life is possible for you, but you have to decide like, hey, I no longer want to experience this pain that I've been experiencing in 2020 or this pain that I've been experiencing for my whole adult life. I no longer want to experience this thing. I want to get away from this pain. And like, yeah, I, I do want that life. I do want that pleasure. I do want that aspirational identity. I got to get away from this pain and move closer to this. I want that life for you. In the next email, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about what year of growth is and how it can help you create that life that you are so deserving of happening, of having for yourself. I want that for you. This is a limited time offer. We will get started in January. So keep on the lookout for that email so that you do not miss the opportunity to make this your 2021. Take care.